back, everyone, to the Lunch Talks podcast with Matt and Brendan, and we are here at the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, um, for a little coffee, and today we're going to talk about something that I experienced last year, and I talked about it on the podcast, I think, but Brendan's going to go on it now, and what it is, it's a mission trip to Clagato, Arizona, where there is a uh, Catholic mission um, called St. Anne's Mission, and uh, I went there, and it's in Clagato, Arizona, and it's on the Navajo Reservation, which is very cool, and you really get to experience the life of, you know, what the Navajo go through, their daily life, stuff like that. And so um, today, what we're pretty much going to do is a pre-Clagato um, podcast, because tomorrow at 10 o'clock, you said, in the morning, y'all are going to be leaving, and so... Um, I guess we should just start with your expectations. What, what do you what do you want to get out of this? Maybe you know, like what what is your thought on this? Oh man, I, I'm so excited to go on the Clagato trip. I've been wanting to go since like seventh grade, and for a long, 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 long time, I've been really interested in Native American culture. There's just that draw to it. I don't know what it is about it, but I've always been drawn to it. I guess the naturalistic side of it, you know, the, their kind of wisdom that they have. In, within their different religions you know I, I, I don't know I've always been attracted to that kind of culture and ideas and stuff mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm looking forward to experiencing the Navajo people to experiencing a completely different way of life like so different than what, the way we live mm-hmm. and talking to Brother John today was incredible yeah uh, Brother John I was lucky to have him you know come for ours because he worked there for I think he said 25 years um, and, uh, and he's originally from New Orleans and he, and he, I think was here in Stanislaus at one time. Um, now he's at E.D. White in Thibodeau. And what was really cool is that it wasn't just us at Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it, it was a very small group for us. Uh, it was Sarah, um, Michael, me, JT, Bo, Mr. Gamble, and Miss Boudreau. You know, all of us in one car packed. And when she was saying shoves, like we were shoved into a car, <laughs> yeah, and um, we had stuff, hang, you know, strapped on top. You couldn't see out of the windows hardly. Jeez. I mean, it was brand new when we uh, rented it, and it was like so trashed after we got done with it. But uh, uh, we met with uh, another group of, of actual blood brothers, uh, the Bernards, um, and they were all from Thibodeau, and they they had been taught by um, Brother John uh, there in Thibodeau before he was at Clagato. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to come and experience this and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, what was really funny and what helped me to not really be super homesick is all of them had that super, like, you know, kunas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like, uh, voice and everything. And um, the the brothers were the Benoid brothers. And they were Mike Benoid, uh, uh, Adrian Benoid, uh, Matt Benoid, Bob Benoid, uh, Steve Benoid. That was the vibe. Uh, Benoids, and then they had a like a family friend who was like a brother, and he was named uh, Bob Beto, <laughs> and so it was like this this like like when they when they talked to each other they didn't communicate in words they were just yeah. like they had to it's just all this like you know Sylvester Stallone like hey, Bob yeah 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 hey, hey Bob and he's like uh, you know what? and and what was funny is they would start joking you know they like hey uh, you know you want to go get that. Uh, and hammer, I'm gonna need a hammer, and, and then they started, da, 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 and, it, and then they just started laughing, and yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't know what they're saying, but it's probably funny. 
Um, but that brought me home a little bit because I'm used to that. But uh, it was really nice because I actually cooked this gumbo. Oh for yeah, Wednesday night. Um, and that was really nice. Mr. Terry's actually numbers. sending some over with us. Really? And he's going to give it to Brother Charles. I've never met Brother Charles, mm-hmm. but I've heard a lot about him. But he said, like, you know, maybe Brother Charles should, should experience this gumbo, and he's sending over, like, a gallon of it frozen. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Brother Charles is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're going to take it when, uh, when he starts laughing, um, because his laugh is one of those, like, faceless laughs. <laughs> yes, I'm serious. And, and there's no smile. And, 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 like, all it is is just this, like, one, like, like exhalation of breath. It's very funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. But there's no smile. And, um, like, like he, he was cracking up laughing one time like this. I mean, cracking up laughing. And yeah. we're all like, are you laughing? Are you crying? What are you doing? But, but he did smile a couple times. Um, so... He, he's fun. Uh, Brother Robert was there. He's like 80-something years old. Um, as a trolley comes by. And, uh, unfortunately, like like they were saying this morning, he's not going to be there. So, you won't be able to meet him. But you'll, you'll be able to meet uh, Sister Monica, you know, and stuff like that. And, and be able to see... I think, I think more of it... And it's not just that Native Native American lifestyle that you that you'll be able to experience, but what you'll be able to experience is that devotion to service. You know yeah. that it's like, yeah, we do service here, but like the only existence, the only reason for existence that these brothers and sisters have there are to survive. You know, in other words, eat and sleep and you know do what you need to do bodily. And otherwise, it's to serve. That's the only thing that they do. You know, they'll go get in the car because they know somebody and they just want to go hang out with somebody. You know, that's all they do. Yeah. So, experiencing that is really cool. Just just talking to Brother John today, I've listened to philosophers and all kinds of people on the internet, and I've read a lot of books that had his way of speaking and his language in it. But I've talked to very, very, very few people who spoke like him. And how do you how do you mean? When he talked about the Navajo's idea of like God is in everything, he's in creation, he's in he's in my hand, this this cup of tea, uh, he's in the wind and mm-hmm. everything, and he, he talked about how like one thing that was so important was he said they don't see anyone as subhuman. Right. I, I love that because it, it shows like the what I think of is of true religion. Right. That's that's my idea of what true religion is. Yeah. Just, like love. And I and I completely agree. You know, the beatitudes are like the the foundation of Christian life and. What's cool there is that, uh, you know, they caught on to Christianity very well, um, even aside from their Native American religions and stuff like that, uh, mainly because they identify with each other very well. Uh, they have a huge sense of empathy. They get the fact that, you know, some people are just in a bad place in life, you know. Um, most people there are in poverty, uh, you know, so they, they get that, you know, yeah. and and that and we've always talked about those who have less usually are better off, you know, emotionally and mentally and stuff like that um, in these cultures. Now, in our culture, it doesn't work like that because we don't allow them to do that, you know, poor people, yeah. I'm saying. Uh, and really, for that matter, no one is allowed to, to be happy or anything if, if the only thing it means anything is money. <laughs> but uh, that's definitely something that they caught on to is that fact of love it's it, it's almost kind of like you know it's like something that they were doing already you know that whole idea of love and, and compassion and unity 
And then when they heard that Christianity is kind of like that, they were like, oh, okay, let's do that, you yeah. know. So they, they, they're, they're very God, God, they're God-fearing folk, um, you know. But uh, it, it's very cool going out there and experience. well, not just experiencing something different, but losing this experience, yeah. you know what I mean, and actually detaching yourself from this. And it'll just happen. I didn't go to Clagato completely to separate. I wanted to, and I tried to, but it, I didn't do it as like, okay, I'm going to separate from like this reality, kind of like you were saying you were going to do. Um, but I think if you really do apply yourself and try to do that, it will happen. You yeah. Know? Um, it's just it's so easy to forget everything. I mean, Navajo time is real. You know, when and and it's something you won't really recognize instantly. You know, it, it's more of something that you're going to get into. And it's just that I'll see you in the afternoon. Yeah. And, and there's no, like, you know, it's not like you just group all of these times into the afternoon. It's just that this one time is the afternoon. You know, you eat lunch at 12. And, and for us, you also eat dinner at 6 and breakfast at, like, 7 or whatever it is. Um, you know, but 12 is that midpoint. And everything after that's the afternoon and everything before that's the morning. And then that's just it. You know, and if someone's late, you're late. And they had even said that uh, they'll have masses and stuff where if they know a family's coming, that always comes every single you know day or something like that, and they're not there, they're just gonna wait. Huh. So if mass starts at nine and they don't start till ten thirty because the people were late getting there, that's just it. Yeah. And you just wait and you don't complain. You don't say, oh well, you know, it's time for them to get here. And it's you just, oh, they're not here. Okay, we'll just talk. Is it just because they're so content with like just being? I think it's more of uh, the fact that they, I think it's that they don't recognize time as a material god, you know, how kind of we do. Yeah. Um, they recognize time as just the passing of human interaction, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what they value is that human, human interaction. And so that passing of time is just, that's just, it's almost kind of like a, a compliment, you know what I mean? Or even a supplement to... Uh, to life, it, it's nothing, nothing that that's uh, about it. You know, uh, time passing, it, it's not wasted. They don't waste time. There's no such thing as time that is wasted because each moment of living is inherently good if you're doing it with people. You know, in unity and, oh, yeah. and loving people. You know what I mean? There's no, well, we're just wasting time doing this. That they've yes. never wasted time. There's no such thing as wasting time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's I think that's where it comes from. That. You know, it's it's not that they're wasting time and, and, and waiting for someone. It's just that, in fact, it's probably better because they get to have more time with other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. They wouldn't have been able to talk with someone and learn about someone for the hour, you know, that they were there waiting for those people if that person wasn't late, you know? Yeah. So that's that's what Clagets at the time is, or I, I, Navajo time. I love that. And I love what you said uh, in first period when you were talking about just try to just listen. Because I, I had this one experience, or actually two, one time I was in the chapel, and then another time, I've done it a few times where I woke up at like four in the morning and just went for a walk. Mm -hmm. At that time of day, the whole world is asleep, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking people. I'm talking like the world, like the the grass and the trees and stuff. That sounds ridiculous and mm -hmm. hidden, but I'm serious. It is like, but when you do that, it's almost like you're forced into like this reverence where you have to just listen. And you have to just listen to the silence. Mm -hmm. Same with the chapel. You just have to sit there and like, you feel something telling you just stop and just calm. Stop thinking, stop stop imposing your ideas on the world and what you think about it. Mm -hmm. And stop trying to put everything into a box of your ideas of it and just listen. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, Navajo, you know, time. Uh, 
and atmosphere, culture, and things like that. It's all based on that. Because it is always like that, that's, that's how life is. You know, it's slow-paced, it's relaxed, because you, you are always in that state of, you know, not being busy or not being, you know, overworked. Yeah. And if y'all go to, uh, what's the name of it? Because um, Canyon de Shea, y'all will go to, and that's, that's really cool. But there's another one uh, that we went to. God, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but it's this I national park really that is... Uh, there's this national park on the way to Clagato. It's in New Mexico before you get over the Arizona border. And I can't, I can't describe to you the silence. Mm. You know, I, didn't want, I, did, I didn't want this morning to suggest the silence, but I'll tell you, I can't describe the silence. Because what it is, it's, it's Indian ruins. And we went up there, and you could see the petroglyphs and stuff. And you're on this big rock face. I mean, it's it's a 600-foot cliff. And you're up against it on, on all the uh, ruins and stuff. And then there's one little peak, you know, like, uh, you know, in the movie, you know, the Western movies where it's just, it's all desert. And then, it, that like, they have a big mesa or plateau that yeah, just yeah, comes yeah. up. They have one of those. Mm. Um, and then there's one long, and it's like, you can see that. But then where, where you were, there's that way and that way. There's nothing. The horizon is the desert, and and uh, like Brother John said, you can see for so. I mean, I, I would I would guess that I could probably see about 20 miles there, and like the visual yeah. limit of the horizon is 10 miles. Like it's just everything is just so elongated there, you know. And the silence was deafening, you know. It, it, it really that that it's the most poetic thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that mo- that that that. <laughs> That poetic, like, cliche of the, the deafening silence is so true. I can't describe to you the, the silence. Like, and, and honestly, when I say it was deafening, it really did create a sense of deafening to me because I was so used to having something. I mean, like, even right now we have the, amb- uh, you know, ambient noises, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it felt, honestly, like when you have earbuds in but you have no music going on. It's, like, muffled. And you can hear, like, the blood in your brain and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 like, it, it feels as if there's sound going on, but it's muffled. But there's nothing in your ears. And and it just, it was amazing just to sit there. And you can't even hear the wind blowing. Huh. Like, like the wind's blowing on you, and, and you still can't. Wow. You know what I mean? And then, and then when the wind would die, it would just, nothing. Well, yeah, because there's, there's no surfaces for the sound to bounce off of. Exactly. Well, and there is no sound. Oh. That's the thing, but and, and, that, and, and that's that's like that's the level of it. And and if you if you guys get to go there, that that's so cool. And and it happens on the reservation too. I'm just saying there it was particularly special for me. Miss Boudreaux was talking about how like we're gonna take some place. We need to get gas, fill up on gas before, and there's gonna be an hour long off road drive to some really cool place. Is that what you're talking and about? That's it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Excited. We went. We we ended up taking three different roads. One was a paved road turned off to, off of that and then we turned on to a dirt road and that was a total of about 100 miles saw one car mm, yeah geez. yeah one car yeah and so going out there you're driving around it's so cool um yeah that's where you're going that's that's it and it's a national park and everything and, and you'll see it but it i had been to seattle at that time and you've been to colorado at that time but you have you ever been in a desert yes you have where Colorado. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. In the Colorado desert, it's close. Um, 
but I don't it, know if you could define it as a desert, but it was just flat, sandy everywhere you looked. Mm-hmm. It, that's pretty much what it is, but for me, that desert experience was so different from the Seattle experience, and it was something pretty cool. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess really, other than that, you know, I guess what I hoped, what I want, what I want to talk most on is when you get back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, w- I want to see where you are mentally, emotionally, stuff like that after that. Um, but do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, there's this guy, his name is Steve Maxwell, and he's another internet person. But he, he spends his whole life, he's like a fitness guru, and all he does is he has one bag. It's like a 46-liter bag or something like that, and he has all of his belongings, belongings in this one bag. Mm-hmm. Basically, he gets paid to travel around and go teach people fitness and stuff, and he'll like live in a place for two weeks or whatever. And at the very end of this one podcast I was listening to with him on it, the guy asks, what is like one parting piece of advice, like the best piece of advice you can think of? And he says, chew your food. And I, I took that not only as just like actually mm-hmm. eating food, but actually being able to take in any experience you have, being able to like kind of, you know, chew it around mm-hmm. in your in yourself and like yeah. have it just pass through you. Don't shoot it down. Yeah. You know, immediately. And I think like that that silence and that openness allows you to just like instead of just cramming in experience after experience, or or Instagram post after Instagram post, or class after class, periods of one through eight in our school is just crazy. Like mm-hmm. you're getting so much information crammed in there. I I want to just have be able to like push everything through. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think you'll find that. I think you'll find. One there's there's only one thing that you're doing and you're surviving you're you're existing now it, I say surviving and I don't mean like let's go catch food yeah. like you have food you have water you have heating you know don't worry about any of those things you'll be comfortable now some of the Navajo may not but you'll be comfortable um, and uh, to me that that bothers me that well I'll be comfortable with yeah. some of the Navajo people won't it, and and they won't be immediately noticeable most most of the Navajo Navajo have houses and they're fine, um, but they may not have electricity or they may not have plumbing or they may not have this, they may not have that. Um, but there are Navajo out maybe 100 miles away that you don't know of and, you know, maybe no one knows of that are just, you know, walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's things like that. And the thing that I think I found most there is that it's not the type of property that you see a lot here where someone has nothing, you know what I mean? Where they're they have no TV, they have no house, they have no nothing. It's like, like I said, they'll they'll not have one thing. I mean, even most of them have cell phones, um, but yeah. they may not have uh, a nice house. It may be falling apart. One might have a decent house where they have all kinds of things, but they don't have any kind of cell phone or any kind of internet. Yeah. So it's different things that they may or may not have. But there, you will be living with all your amenities. And it's just the fact that some of them, you know, aren't. And, and, it, and it does kind of bother you. But it, in our materialistic mind, it, it's almost comforting just to be like, okay, at least I'm okay. But at the same time, that, mo- that should motivate you when you go out the next morning to go serve to go and do as much as you can for someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I think what you'll find is just doing that one thing. You know, yeah. I, I had no other things to do it, it, like I always was just I was there I was existing you know what I mean and and we've talked before about not wanting that in our lives because you want to have you know 
thought process and and philosophy and psychology and things like that that you you know that you focus on. But but there you don't need any of that. You're able to do that effortlessly. That's what it is. You know, you're able to live and just be, you know, yeah, I, I'm here and I'm alive and I'm ready to go do what I need to do. Um, when I was writing one morning in a little journal, you'll, you'll, you'll get the journals. I shouldn't have told you about that. But um, I was writing one morning and I was just, I was just free writing and it just, it just came out off the, off the pen and it was a quote that I pretty much came up with and it said, um, I don't know what I'm going I don't know what I'm going to be doing today. I don't know what's at stake, but I do know that God will always be with me, always. You know, something very, ter you know, terse like that. And it just, it was just something that I was sitting there looking at the sunrise, and it's just like, wow. Yeah, you know? And it just flowed right off, off the pen onto the paper. Um, another cool thing, too, is uh, you get oriented east and west, not north and south. North and south feel left and right, at least when I was there. Because the, when you walk out of the uh, like dormitory thing, uh, you're facing east. Everything always faces east. You know, all the hogans there all face east. So you're oriented east-west, and that's north and that's south, which is weird because here that's north. You know, and you're yeah. just, okay. North is is this way. Then you can get everything from there. No, everything there goes east to west. You know, mentally, that's 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 how they are. Yeah. So it, it's it's mind-boggling because I, I had seen it on the map when we were going, but when we got there, I was totally thrown off. I, I, we went north, but we went left. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I'm like, we're going farther towards California, but we're going north. I, I was totally thrown off. Yeah. And it's because you lose all connection to all of the maps and stuff like that. You don't need any of that. All you need is you. You know. Um, but what I was going to do is um, I have this. Pocket, my cross that I got today, um, from the the whole service and everything, and you have yours. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give this to you, and I want you to go and listen closely. Okay. Oh, I, oh, I oh. want you to go, and there is a cemetery, uh, kind of behind the mission. Once you go out past that, out into the sage kind of field and everything. And I just want you to one morning just go out there and you know and be there and reflect, and then I want you to bury this in the sand for me. Absolutely, I will do that. Awesome, you I have my word. That. And I'll absolutely do that. And whatever you know yeah. you're gonna do with yours, you can do with it. Mine has my name on it. Um, but if you would do that for me, just so that way a piece of me is still there, yeah. I would appreciate it. Yeah. So. And I, I guess to elaborate for the people listening. Mm -hmm. um, they, they gave us all, they call us the missionaries who are going because we're, we're on a mission to help people. They gave us these crosses and they, they said, if you, you're going to bond with the people there, you're going to bond with the Navajo people. And one of the teachers said, Is this, if the spirit moves you to do this, give your cross to someone and just, just say, here, I want you to remember me by this and to, to rep represent that bond that you made with that person. And so that's, that's what the crosses are all about for anyone listening. Mm -hmm. And for me, I didn't find someone specific that I, I was super, you know, focused on. Um, but for me, I guess that person is the land. You yeah. know? And, and there's all kinds of pottery out there. There are even bones. Uh, people in the past have found human skeletons and stuff. And uh, don't take any home. You can pick it up and look at it, but don't take it back to the uh, yeah. 
dorm room, I have heard many of stories of haunting and things like that. Um, but if you would do that, that'll be that'll be awesome uh, for me just to know that you know a piece of me is still there, uh, you know, and and still for me to go back, you know, because yeah. I will be there, and I just you know. I want that piece of me to, to always be there because it always is with me. The piece of Clagato is always with me, and to have a piece of me there, it, it'll be something very special for me, and I hope it'll be special for you to, to be able to give your cross to someone that you find a connection with. So, yeah. Other than that, I think that will conclude our pre Clagato uh, podcast, and whenever you get back on Saturday or Sunday or whatever, um, hopefully as soon as you get back when you're fresh on your Clagato high. Uh, we can we can do the post flag too and discuss you know what what you experienced what was your favorite part about it and stuff like that yeah. so that will conclude it thanks okay. that's it.